but here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Going for broke? (laughs) Your co-host, Julie. Hello from the unseasonably warm north. Oh, what what is it over there right now? It's like uh, upper 50s right now. Yeah, I went to Minnesota once in December, and we were we were loaded for bear. We thought it was going to be freezing, and it was like in the lo- in the high 50s, low 60s. And this was 20 years ago, and they were like, "Oh, sudden heat wave!" <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Right now we're usually knee deep in snow, but you know. Well, it's called global warming for a thing or climate change. If you don't want to call it global warming, but it's global warming. Come on. Let's be honest. Uh, your co-host Thorsten. I still have connection. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, 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 Jacob uh, wasn't feeling great today, so we're not entirely sure if he's going to be joining us. So hopefully he feels better regardless. And uh, your co-host David. Trying to warm myself up with a cup of tea here. It's freezing. Oh, what what is it over there? And this morning we had a fourteen degrees minus Celsius. So, oh uh, God! <laughs> unsure what I was in your degrees. So yeah, that's because Illinois sent their cold weather to Sweden. I'm I'm sorry you, for that. You've uh, you, you've walked in on Weathercast, the podcast within a podcast, <laughs> where we check in on the weather across the world before we talk about video games. <laughs> No, we're not. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, so, friends, we were gonna. Today's topic is okay. So we were when I when I came up with this topic because for a while you may remember our good friend Thorsten uh, here. He was without internet for how long were you without internet for? A couple months, a few months. Uh, about seven weeks. Yeah, that's 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 seven weeks too long. Uh, I would go crazy. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, oh, man. Oh, yes. I can't imagine. I would go absolutely bananas. I don't know how you survived. I don't know if I would. I've been I've been hooked on to the internet since 1980 something, and I uh, I think 86, 87 was when I got for my first modem somewhere around there. Um, yeah, I I just I don't know how you did it. Well, power to you, man. I don't know how you did it. So in the wake of that, my friends, we thought, hey, let's talk about, you know, offline gaming. And my original thought is come up with games that you should have on hand um, if your Internet goes out. Because, you know, we all have outages every now and again. Our Internet goes out, you know, for whatever reason, if a tree falls down or or whatever else, you know, uh, something happens that our Internet goes out, um, hopefully for not too long. And Thorsten was like, no, let's broaden this a bit to a more general topic of of uh, online DRM and, you know, games that require an online connection. And I'm like, why the hell not? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to ha- we're going to broadly a little more broadly than originally intended talk about um, not only games with an online requirement, but the problems that can arise from even something as seemingly benign as um, the online DRM of Steam. Now, um, a good example of this, Julie, you had a good example of this with a friend of yours, if you want to. I think I I think this is a great example to start with. 
So why right. don't you why don't you go? Well, the deal is this, and this this extends out of two experiences I've had. One when I spent a month in the desert, uh granted not not by choice, I was wearing OD green. So you get to acquire friends who are in the military and whenever time somebody doesn't like we talked offline, it's not a direct slap in the face of the military, but kind of um, out of the way slap. And even if there are games that do not require an internet connection, there are a lot of games like EA games that require you to initially set it up. And so what this means is if you are like, in the uh, a month in the desert, and or if you're a more importantly as the particular individual i spoke with was a sailor at sea you know now granted this was i i i don't know what destroyers and aircraft carriers are not now my experience goes in the military goes back a couple of days as a couple of months decades sorry uh as does you know the still the whole story but uh, the sailor in question said the problem he had is even in, just like that when he was out at sea, even if the games just required the initial connection, and this was a lot of games at the time, he couldn't play anything, you know. So the the ship he was on had computers, but, you know, it just prevented him from playing any of his favorite games. Yeah, that, that sounds enormously frustrating. Like if you have your own machine and it needs a it needs internet somehow like they probably do. Do we know if military ships have Wi-Fi on them these days? Um, I don't know. I do know when I was in the desert and there was no anything, I don't know now, but at the time there wasn't. So my solution was if I was in the desert, uh, I was going to pick something incredibly appropriate to read, and I read the entirety of Dune while I was in the desert. It felt appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> might, might I ask when that was, if you don't mind sharing? When, when did you spend that yeah. time in the desert? Sure. It was, uh, it was 80s, and uh, I have to do a quick little side tangent, a shout-out to my LT, because... Uh, back in the day, the year before, somebody had rolled over some soldiers and it was a tank in the rear area. I was in the rear area. So a superior officer who was in command of a tank battalion tried to go through the rear area where I was stationed. RLT uh, walked out in the middle of the road, Tiananmen Square-like, held up his hand and made the superior officer turn his tank around and get out of the rear area. And so I'm surprised his testicles fit back inside his tent afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. So internet was hard to get by in the 80s. Uh, so I'm not surprised... <laughs> I am. I am not surprised at all. Uh, my uh, my grandparents actually invested in a second phone line for the house because I was online, quote unquote, online so much uh, back then <laughs> on uh, on bulletin board systems. Uh, I'm aging myself, but <laughs> so those of us who were old enough remember. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What? 
What just happened? The modem sound. Oh, the modem oh. sound. God, yeah. I, I guess the. I guess when you were trying to imitate the modem sound, the mic cut out because we just heard like half a thing. So that's kind yeah, of funny the, that the microphone well, was like, "Nope, this is too yeah, loud." <laughs> it was, and that was it. You know, whenever you were trying to, and everybody's saying, "Come on, get off the phone. I got to use the phone. I'm in the middle of a game." Oh man, <laughs> yeah. No, I got into a lot of trouble sometimes being on the BBS for so long. Um, so I, I guess, see, I'm online so much, I don't notice this problem with the DRM, but I can imagine if if you're on more, if you rely more on a cellular connection that has a, maybe a, a data limit or um, or your internet cuts out, like I can imagine it be like, like, um, I was wondering about that, Spaz. Thank you. I will uh, contact um, Restream about the bot. Um, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, so Thorsten, when you uh, when you were offline for those seven weeks, I was going to use the word horrid seven weeks. I don't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. It, it couldn't have been good, but I didn't want to, you know, add a word to it like that. But. Um, did you have a problem launching some games via Steam? Oh yes, sadly yes. Uh, and, and I've got I've got to to, uh, to uh, circle it in a bit because it was uh, it 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 was mostly it was mostly games that that were from from great great developers like uh, Electronic Arts and and something like that and. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't really great to be honest. Uh, those many of those games do do obviously need a, a constant internet connection. I don't know for what. I don't want to know for <laughs> what to be honest. Uh, oh, because, because 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 it uh, it was clearly it was clearly said that said I wanted to play offline, and uh, that wasn't a great experience to be honest. Oh, well, so so uh, that could be a whole other podcast, and I think we have talked about this about the trend of games as a service. And yeah, I, I guess I guess that's that's, that's a, uh, an apple to pick for for this show, and uh, I want to I want to keep it keep it in in. Uh, no, that's in fair, but with but, us. but even games that aren't a service, like there should be a way to like. God, there, I don't think even Steam does this, where it's like. Like I want to play this game. Oh, we can't connect. Hey, I'm temporarily offline. Can we connect? Can you try? Can we play right now and then try to connect in a day or two? But I don't even think Steam does anything like that. I think it's all or nothing, right? Like with its DRM check. It, it depends. Um, not. It depends, right? Oh, okay. It depends. Yeah. Some games work pretty well. Uh, one one. Uh, Current example is is is, is for example uh, uh, Spaceborne Two, which uh, worked excellent with without without any any connection. Oh, good. While others, while others uh, refused to start up. Oh crap! Uh, so, yeah, so, so to clarify for Brian here, it it does depend with Steam DRM. If you've recently launched the game in online while you are online, the DRM check passes because it doesn't have to check every single time. Right. But if there has been a while since you've launched the game and now you're offline, 
that's when it tends to kick in because it has been a while and they're, it's trying to make sure that it's still a legitimate <sighs> game. However, some games are completely DRM-free even if you do own them on Steam. Like and the Bubble Galaxy Outlaw is a good example. Like the recently released, released, like the recently released Starfleet Two. If I may just jump in for a minute, <laughs> but, yeah, or Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, yeah, which Rebel was released DRM free. Yes, yeah, but that game will work regardless of where you own it, and you can launch it directly from within within your uh, operating system rather than having to go through Steam. And so. It- that that's the I think that's the key thing is any game that can be launched directly from the EXE uh instead of having to open Steam in order to uh do the DRM check, it'll just open the game, then you're golden. But yeah. that's a trend that's going away. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, it's funny you bring that up, was gonna be on my list when we were gonna have a list uh show of uh one of the games you should have installed for when your internet goes out because that is one you could kind of play forever, really, and and never need an internet connection. You know, actually, and, and, and it's DRM free, and yeah, it would have been on my list too. Yeah, and mine, mine either. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's uh, that that was one of the examples of, of the games I, I wanted to to uh, state here because it's it's uh, first it's a great game, and, and second it works without without the connection, while others. Uh, uh, I won't mention the name of the game, but uh, it's it's eight year old at eight years old, and uh, it didn't work. You can mention because, the name of the game; people should know. I don't want, no, go ahead. I don't want to. All no, right. I don't want to. I mean, I would think it'd be good for people to know that oh, this game might not work if I try to run it offline. You know, for informational purposes. You don't want. You still don't want it. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Again, it, it was it was by 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 one of the big publishers, and uh, uh, wow, that was that was a shocking experience to say at least. That's you'll have to tell me which game later because now I'm insanely curious, yeah. or type it in the green room or something so only we could see it. Yeah. But uh, but like there are a lot of games I love playing that are online only, like Inquisitor. For example, Inquisitor, you know, uh, the MM, my favorite uh, ARPG, is they have promised at some point an offline-only mode. I don't know how, but they um, they did it with Van Helsing, uh, their previous uh, ARPG. I think, I think we'd miss a lot if they made it offline-only, but... Um, oh, okay. I've seen the... I've, I now see the game that you're talking about. Um... That that is surprising. That that's that's yeah. That is surprising. <laughs> that was pretty shocking, and and I I really wanted to play it, and well, well you, it refused. You might be better off playing that, the the original two thousand five version of that one, which is I feel a better game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in that case, in that case, it's because the. That's a publisher thing. Yeah. They have DRM on all their games. So that you can't really. I don't think you could uh, do it that way. Uh, th- there's no. Yeah, it's it's always going to do a DRM check, I think, because of, of <sighs> the way that publisher puts out their games. And you know what's kind of sad? I'm running into more and more of this thing 
on hand on on a handheld as well. Like I'm running into this on the Switch. I know, Julie, hang tight. <laughs> but um, I've got several games on the Switch that require an, an internet connection now, and it's like you're a handheld device primarily. Well, maybe to some people it's not, but to me it's. Pri- I I'll, I only play in handheld, and. There are times where it's like, I want to play this racing game. Oh, I can't because it needs an internet connection. It's like, who thought this was a good idea <laughs> on a handheld? <laughs> well, I think, I think there's an assumption that if, even if you are playing it in a handheld mode, you're going to have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's just frustrating. I mean, I could use my phone as a tether, I guess, like a, like a hotspot, I guess, but like, it still seems silly. Like I could take my 3ds XL anywhere and, and not have to worry. Like, I mean, I think there are some games for that thing that might've needed an online connection, but like for the most part, I could play just about any game on that damn thing with no internet at all. And, uh, but with the switch, even with the switch now, it's becoming more and more of an online thing, which is just really frustrating to me to be completely honest. Cause like, I don't, as as much as I live on the internet, I'm not always in a place with an internet connection. Like the cruise I was just on. Do you know how much money it costs on a freaking cruise if you want to use the internet? A lot. <laughs> it's if if you want unlimited internet they know that they know that people will pay because it's a captive audience. Yeah, no, they do. And but they charge like if you want unlimited internet for the week. It is two hundred something dollars a person, not a, not a room, not a room, no, not a cabin, a person. So, oh, wow. so like I eventually paid for it, but my wife and I would switch off. You know, like I'm going to use the internet now. Okay, oh, I can't use the internet for like an hour because Brian's using it. So. <laughs> it's kind of, but they knew they they know they have us. You know, they, they know they have us. It's, it's really frustrating. <laughs> um, there was one case uh, that was like that, and uh, I won't say the name of the big hotel chain, but uh, I've stayed at it a lot, and they got themselves in trouble for blocking Internet ports. because What? Issue, yeah, with the FCC. And, um, oh. and if you're interested which chain it was, you can always private message did it me, did it rhyme with Balladay finn did it rhyme? No. okay no it did not it, not, it was not finn it was another <laughs> it, it, it was not not that cheap it was a really nice hotel chain wow and i was very surprised and um because my solution to what you just mentioned was we have for this very reason on uh, our phones you know unlimited text and data so it can wrap as much as it possibly wants and so you know if there's if there's i'm on my switch and there's no other wi-fi even if there is i don't trust public wi-fi and i would rather just use my phone as a data port yeah friends don't plus don't trust public wi-fi uh if you can use your phone as a hotspot you're probably better off security wise let's just say that public wi-fi is scary (laughs) If you don't mind having your uh, identity stolen, which has happened to us twice. Uh, oh, crap. Yeah. What? 
Well, uh-huh. it gets out various different ways. Once was because of a Russian uh, hacking group, but Damn. Uh, I'm I'm very conscious of that because uh, my employer we hammered at constantly by right, uh, hacking bet. attempts. Jeez Louise. Do you guys wait? Let me let me just ask. Do you have unlimited like hot hot tethering, like hotspot? Do you have unlimited hotspot too? We we pay for unlimited anything. Oh wow! Absolutely All right. everything, and it was through. Originally, it was through. Uh, I think it was like Walmart, one of those big stores, had a deal a long time ago with. Uh, I forget which service was. I'm, I'm not the one who set it up, but yeah, it was a special deal they had, and we kind of said, "Yeah, that's for us." And uh, so now we pay for unlimited anything, and and I use it like a lot. Oh wow! Because uh, for my plant, for for T-Mobile at least, you have to pay extra if you want unlimited. Like we we get a certain amount of data with our tethering, uh, with our hotspot, but. Um, I keep calling it tethering. It's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, we we have to be extra, like I said. But wow. considering how much we use it, it's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. My wife has actually inquired about it because the Wi-Fi at her school sites are terrible. So we might actually go that route soon ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's a shame. It's it's kind of a shame though that so many games have this DRM requirement and I get it, but shouldn't there be a way around it temporarily at least like, Hey, check back in a week, you know, if like, cause my internet is temporarily down. I still want to play this, but I can't have, I don't have online. I don't have internet right now. Can I, can you check back in like three days or something? It's just, uh, it's just kind of frustrating that there isn't a contingency plan. It's like, Especially in America, our, our internet connections aren't the most stable in the world. <laughs> They're not great. They're not terrible. But, you know, American internet is kind of finicky. <laughs> and also keep in mind that there are areas of the country in which there is no internet, regardless of whether or not you have paid for service. You know, there are there's still plenty of places in which, let's keep this in mind, uh, the telecom companies have a monopoly in anything but name, and yeah. and so and we don't have net neutrality. The game in town, yeah, because because we don't have net neutrality. They are the only game in town, and the and the other companies have agreements with them to not overstep into their territory. So if the internet is terrible in your area. And they're the only game in town, effectively speaking. There's no reason for them to innovate and increase the quality of service. Nope. Did you hear about Korea? Like South Korea? Like apparently it's gotten, they don't have net neutrality either, apparently. And it's gotten so bad, like Twitch is like refusing to broadcast in South Korea because the internet situation. They're they're shuttering their operations in South Korea as of February. And it is because the the telecom companies there want them to pay extra. Oh my god! <laughs> for all of the for all of the traffic that is being created by all the Twitch streaming that is happening. That is and considering insane. considering the esports. Uh, I was gonna say, 
Esports. What the hell? That's like their thing. <laughs> like a huge deal over there, isn't it? Like a massive. It's like almost like regular sports over here. Well, not regular sports, but non-esports over here. Isn't it like that big over there? Esports are huge. Yeah. In, in South Korea. They, they are. They're worth billions. And not just in, not just in the people who who are participating in, in the any of the contests, any, any of the competitions, but also the fact that there's merch, there's ad sponsored deals, there's all sorts of stuff that gets bundled in with all of that. Oh, I didn't know this. Barelli is saying, really, really. Um, I don't know how to, I hope I pronounced it correctly. It's saying that South Korea has locally owned streaming services as well. Like really? Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I didn't know that, but they're charging Twitch 10 times as wow. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, South Korea. But they don't have net neutrality. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God, I was really hoping we might have net neutrality by now, now that we have a different administration, but nope. And well, you can thank Comcast for that. Yeah, no, I can thank Comcast for a lot of things, apparently. (laughs) Oh, don't you love late-stage capitalism? Anyway, uh, (laughs) I know I do. Yay. Um, Anyway. So, I, I like I said, I, I I mean maybe this is something we should suggest to, like okay. So does Epic does their do they have the same kind of DRM that Steam does, where they do a occasional check? I I'm, I don't I'm not as familiar I'm with not Epic. Certain. I am not certain, but I think it it may depend on the game. Like uh, Rubble Galaxy Outlaw does not have any sort of DRM. Yeah, check. but they have a lot of Ubisoft games. Over there, which of course it's, would. If it's yeah. If it's Ubisoft, uh, then it would have a DRM check almost almost certainly. But or if it's EA, then almost certainly they would. But for some of the other stuff it depends. And I think it it's uh situational. Because as I said, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw doesn't do a DRM check, but if the game is there DRM free, then it's a DRM free period. Now, what about I think G- GOG would be a better? I was, was going to, I was just about to bring up GOG. I was just about to ask because even though they have that galaxy client and everything, um, I don't think their games require on I, that. I mean, that's their big deal is no DRM. Um, and they have offline installers for everything. So um, yeah. I would think them and maybe itch. Would also be a good um, uh, would also be a good oh we could see you really it's just you know we're in the conversation um, I think itch would also be a good like if if you have an offline um, oh but you can put DRM g- games on itch if you want I didn't know that I thought I thought I thought itch was also a DRM free type of thing. But itch is also I, about I, developer freedom. Sorry, go ahead, Thorsten. I haven't encountered any game on itch that that didn't work. 
so they are always uh, have have some kind of offline option or or at least startup. Yeah, I, don't think, I, I would I think, assume that Epic, if it's Epic, you started it up once, then with with the, anything that that's on itch that has DRM probably does the the check on the first time you launch it, and then you're you're probably okay afterward. Yeah, Epic on the other hand is 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 a bit problematic, and uh, that's mostly because uh, of the company you mentioned already. Uh, Ubisoft is is a bit weird in that in that regard. Uh, and any Ubisoft game I know is uh, does 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 check and doesn't work offline. At least at least it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work on, on on my on my computer. Yeah, Ubi, Ubi, I think Ubi, Ubisoft and EA are probably the worst at this. The, this this kind of I want to play a game without an internet connection. Too freaking bad. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Unless you want to go back in our library twenty years. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you you just have to you just have to 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 uh, get a look at at uh, what's going on here. You pay fifty, sixty, or maybe even more dollar for for a game, and then you can play it when uh, when you you've got an outage. <laughs> I, I mean, that's not great. No, and and it it's it's frustrating because like. A, a lot of, a lot of games have an online like it's kind of funny i um i finished cyberpunk recently and i was looking for a new online i mean not not online open game to to tackle and someone's like have you played mad max i'm like no i don't think i really have so i loaded that up yesterday and i was having fun with it but there's a thing in the main menu like that's like WB link or some weird nonsense. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's like, oh, we couldn't connect. I'm like, the game is eight years fucking old. Of course you can't connect. What the hell was this? Was this important? I'll never know now. <laughs> like, why was this here? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I could still play the game. It didn't require that thing. But like, why are we doing? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I think it was a uh, service that allowed you to uh, get uh, cosmetics. I think, if I remember correctly, there was a thing for cosmetics in that one. Oh boy! Or maybe a different game. But you could you could use the uh, the connection thing to uh, to connect up and get that. Oh, okay. They did that with some of their other stuff too, like um, oh, was it uh, Shadow of Mortar? I think use that too oh really that was another game i was rec i was recommended to try but i've been enjoying mad max it's it's difficult but satisfying so I'll, I'll probably stick with that one for a while it That's doesn't a fun game it doesn't have quite the same power fantasy level of um cyberpunk at least not yet um i don't know if it will fair but it's 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 satisfying um let's see what is uh, if I may, go ahead. Some, something that I'd wanted to bring up, an experience I had was mm -hmm. when I was in the middle of a presidential disaster area. Oh, right. And so, uh, what, ha was, what happened with that, by the way? How did that, what was the disaster? Well, what happened was uh, tornadoes struck the Chicago suburban area and resulted in a lot of flooding. This was what it were that it were in the winter because then it wouldn't have been flooding. But the couple, the the, tor the tornadoes and 
decoupling of the flooding knocked out power for a week. And the problem we had at the time, uh, Fran and I were taking care of somebody who was terminally ill and needed oxygen. And of course, there's backup oxygen tanks. But when you're talking about for a week, you know, fortunately, our neighbors, God bless Eric, who is still there, uh, he went out and bought an industrial generator and his house looked like an octopus and was enough at first just to hook up the just to hook up the oxygen machine so that meant uh anything you wanted to play had to be in a battery and uh so now there's switch and because of this experience i've learned two lessons first fran bought me something that i can charge the switch with solar power and it fit it in the backpack uh, and she, this is because of this experience, but also I have learned in buying games now that because of, like you said, you know, it's like, this requires an internet connection. Really? Seriously? Why? Uh, <laughs> because I, I played one just the other day and I said, well, I, I'm not playing. There's an off offline. There was an online portion of this game, but I said, I'm not playing it online. Uh, and there was a way to bypass it. So now I have learned to check and I have uh, a few games that I want to bring up that I learned to play offline is Metroid Dread and Prime, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, the entire Bayonetta series, Scott Pikmin 3 and 4, and Skyrim that is absolutely on everything. And so now I I check because of my experience in the disaster area and uh, about half to three quarters of the way through the week other neighbors bought generators and so this meant eric said we can have more power and i said it means internet yay (laughs) uh and so uh we had an internet connection because by then the cell towers were up but uh still uh, the main power didn't come on for a rock solid week so unless you've got a something battery backup for your computer doesn't matter now, it really brings up an interesting point about piracy. And I mean, I know this DRM thing is a lot about piracy and uh, a lot of online games. It's one of the reasons they go online is like, oh, we don't want piracy. It's not really stopping piracy, is it? It's not like it's really not deterring piracy at all, is it? Like people are always finding a way around these things, aren't they? In some cases, at best, it's, a, it's delaying. Yeah. It's delaying how, how, uh, how much it can happen, but yeah, delaying like, doesn't stop. No, like eventually you'll find a like a, a patch for it if you if you know where to look within like a few weeks to a month where you can just be like, oh, don't need the don't need Steam for this anymore, you know? Because um, there are smart people out there. <laughs> I mean, say what you want about them, there are smart people out there figuring this stuff out, <laughs> and and. All these are like, we don't want piracy. You're never going to stop piracy. You're never going to stop piracy. Ever. You're just going to make it worse. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think, um, like, I try not to pirate games. But I, I, there was a time in my life when I was broke, you know. And uh, that's, that's how I did it. I would, you know, I paid for the internet connection. Then I would find a way to download the game. This was, like, in the early 2000s. Um, a lot of games still came on disc back then. <laughs> um, 
But people were cracking them even then. And I, I and I know that there are people cracking Steam games even now. <laughs> Wait, what? Same people saying bad things about piracy are usually in favor of public libraries? I mean, shouldn't we all be in favor of public libraries? <laughs> Aren't those a net benefit for people? <laughs> Is public libraries? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think the the argument that uh, that fits in with that is that one of them is a qualified public good, the other one is uh, entitlement. Oh, I see. I mean, plus part of the problem in, in like videos and music is and. and back when dinosaurs roamed the earth and I got paid for writing about video games I wrote one in the graphic I did was a pair of blue jeans chained to the wall and it says you can buy the blue jeans but you have to wear them here and that's the problem with videos and some music is you can only you, you don't it's not really yours you can't take it and play it someplace else if they for example as has happened to me all of a sudden amazon not amazon apple takes these this music offline that was it i lost the whole music library that way and so that that is one of the big things with me as well with drm you know this is why if i have a choice i'll buy a dvd over a digital copy any day well julie you just bring up something that uh recently was announced which is that uh playstation network is erasing and this is the total number here okay 1318 seasons of discovery shows from the libraries of customers who bought them oh what digitally son of a biscuit yeah what it came up that came up on my news, excuse me, news feed a short while ago. And that's my big concern now is if I buy a game, I used to buy something for Switch and I'd say, well, I can always download it again. And when something like this happened and the guy that paid $25,000 to buy every game on uh, <laughs> the 3DS, uh, yeah. Yeah, 3DS, thank you. So now <laughs> I've got this. Unfortunately, those switches made to address a two terabyte, two terabytes, the micro SD card for two terabytes, to my understanding, isn't made, just 1.5. So now if I haven't got a hard copy or I can't download it on my one terabyte micro SD card, I don't buy it. Yeah, I I download pretty much everything too. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, with those shows on on PlayStation Network, those over 1,300 seasons, not shows, seasons worth of shows that are being removed. They're being removed from people who bought them digitally. So you don't technically own it if you, if you buy it digitally. You, you license it. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's the same with all our games, though. You know, on Steam or yeah. whatever. That's true. It's just right. Like, doesn't happen as often. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. scary. There, yeah, it's it's a matter of well, if 
if the rights holder wants to remove it from sale, they can remove it from sale. And although Steam has uh, promised that that if a game goes offline uh, completely, that, that it gets deleted uh, from the store, you don't necessarily lose it from your library. Right, which happens. They can't stop it if it, yeah, they can't stop it if it has a online element. You know, if the servers go offline, they, they can't really do anything about that, but that is a thing that can happen if it's uh, something that has an online service component to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is why with media, uh, like movies and TV shows, I always tell people, if you really love something, buy it on disc, don't get a digital copy. Don't wait for it to stream, get a, get a physical copy. Cause you never know. Like look what happened to star Trek prodigy for God's sakes. <laughs> what a freaking mess that is. Yeah, that's a great example, and there are other examples too. Oh yeah, yeah, like the Batwoman movie that no one will ever see now, apparently. Uh, well, you know, there's another example: The Expanse. When The Expanse was uh, was originally canceled by Sci-Fi Channel, part of the problem, part of the dispute, was over the streaming rights that they didn't want to uh, pay for all of the streaming rights on that. So they canceled it. And then Jeff Bezos, being a huge fan of The Expanse, actually saved The Expanse. He actually intervened directly to, to save it because Which is, he was a big fan. And he, and he wanted the, the show to be an Amazon show to begin with. So Where was Jeff Bezos when space, when space Above and Beyond was canceled? That's a, that's my question. <laughs> Not in a position to save it. God damn it! <laughs> well, you Son know, of a bitch. <laughs> what did I in Steam's favor here? I wanted to bring up the Transformers games because I'm a big mech fan, and oh. uh, they all got pulled from Steam, right? But they you can still download it again if you paid for it. And what is more. If you go over to Amazon and get a code for it, download code, Steam will still honor the code. Oh, really? Oh, that's well, good. That's good. Yeah. Because because those those are already paid for in the wild, so to speak. So in theory, if you can obtain a working key. Now, it doesn't always work, but Oh, uh, Waxmas, uh, you just asked why the last seasons of The Expanse are on Blu-ray. They are on Blu-ray, in fact. Uh, my copy just arrived this uh, within the last week. Mm. They, there is a box set of all six seasons, and I, I pre-ordered it. I got it. So, they are on Blu-ray. Yes. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, it's just frustrating because it 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 feels like like this is kind of an extension of what we're talking about. Like it feels like we could lose access to our content at any time. So often nowadays, which is really, really, really frustrating. <laughs> it kind of ties into the game preservation stuff we were talking about earlier, but but here it's like even if the stuff isn't like removed or lost, sometimes we don't have access to it because it has an online only, not some online only nonsense. And, and I guess the bigger question is what do we actually own anymore? 
<laughs> is the answer nothing? <laughs> well, you know, as unlikely as people may think that steam will ever go under, you never know, do you? Because what happens if it does go online? I don't know about you, but my library, I haven't got enough terabytes on my computer to download everything. And I got a lot of terabytes. Oh, my God. So Steam ever goes down, there's a lot of games I'm going to lose. So it's like, well, download my favorites for that very reason. So. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, I don't think it ever. Uh, I think the only thing that would take down Steam is World War Three at this point. <laughs> Like, I don't think Steam is going anywhere, but uh, I think that is more a concern with GOG because they, 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 they felt like they've been on shaky ground for a little while now, you know? Well, what came out recently with the, the uh, lawsuit between Epic and Apple, all the money because that Epic has spent on trying to get because of paying developers a higher percentage is at least according to the epic executives is that the epic store actually hasn't made any money whatsoever so the concept of epic going away is not beyond the realm of possibility god you're right because and uh, this is why my epic library is mostly their free giveaway game the last game i bought on epic was surtrick resurgence that's how long it's been since I've bought a game on there. But I, I do snag the free games that they've made available whenever I see them. And I still play games on there. I just don't play as many as I do via Steam. Right. Yeah. In my recent case, they gave away the all the Batman Arkham games and... Um, what they sometimes do now, what they did with Switch, is the developer said, oh, the Arkham Trilogy is going to be in a cartridge. But unless you do your research, if you do, you'll find out only the first game is actually on the cartridge and all the rest have to be downloaded. So why buy the cartridge? Not everybody is as generous as the people who do some of these games like The Witcher 3, where they did actually go to the extra expense to put the whole thing. So I've learned the hard way. Do your research before you buy anything. Yeah, ain't that the truth? <sighs> uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating, I guess. Because, like, what do, what do we do if we want to play a game that you can't buy anymore? Like, do you find a code somewhere? If you're lucky, <laughs> you find a physical copy somewhere, maybe. <laughs> you find somebody who can turn the disc you still have in your safe into a ROM and put it on your phone. Yeah. And r really, you 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 buy, you bring up abandonware, but that's legally gray. You know, we we can't really promote. We can't really officially promote. Like, I feel, I feel like even talking about it now is a little like, eh. <laughs> well, yeah, we shouldn't because it puts us in a, like, we can't. It puts us in a position of sounded like we are endorsing. No, we are. And that's we, not really. We do not, not really we do not, let's be clear. We do not officially endorse Abandonware because it's a very legally gray area that we can't 
support. So yeah, the rights owner can go after you. A lot of them probably, probably won't because it's so old, you know, who cares, but, but, but also consider we have so many devs in our community. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's sort of, it, it's hypocritical for us to, to suggest that it would be yeah, an option. So yeah, that's why we don't go there. We don't go there, at least not publicly. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, even, not even that. It, it, it's just, it, it's a, it's a conflict of interest for us. Yeah. No, I get it's it. Literally really. a conflict of interest. I get it really. It's just that we can't even really talk about it without, we, we, we have to be very clear if we bring up abandonware that we do not in any way endorse it. <laughs> uh, because, um, yeah, you could talk about it. You're in a, you're a private individual. You could talk about it all you want. We can't. <laughs> so if you, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. We, we just can't. Uh, um, but I, yeah, like in some ways that's the only way to get some stuff anymore. Like I'm reminded, like, like Julie just reminded me of those transformers games that were, um, were, uh, delisted. They, they were delisted from sale because of licensing rights. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking for one of them, uh, transformers devastation which I think was on PC and I cannot find it anywhere. <laughs> Not the PC copy. Anyway, if I want to buy a physical copy for the PlayStation three, I can. <laughs> uh, David already mentioned two of them that uh, are no longer available on steam. And that's the war for Cybertron and the fall of Cybertron. And which were I've got, really fun I've games. Got they are. I've got the war for Cybertron, but you know, oh. I had the, the problem with fall of Cybertron is I had the hard copy and it says it's DRM is go out and check the hard copy. I don't have the hard copy anymore. Oh no. And so I can't play it anymore and it's delisted. So I can't get it anymore. Oh no. <laughs> Ah, what a mess. <laughs> yeah, it is dangerous really. That's why we're that's why we're trying to be careful. Um Yeah, it's like I mean, it's a first world problem. It's hard being a gamer sometimes. But like this is what makes it difficult. This is why uh a lot of gamers are whiny little entitled pricks. And most of the time it's without merit. But there's these little slivers, like this DRM stuff, where oh yeah, I can I I I feel complaining about this is justified. <laughs> little tiny bits, <laughs> where it's like okay, you got me there. <laughs> but that's like zero point one percent of the time. <laughs> Gamers are right about a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something, something broken clock. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, I've been following this thread about. I'm, I'm just gonna side note here. The Angels Fall First devs uh, said like three or four months ago, something big is coming, and you'll see it in a couple of months. As soon as a couple of months came and went, oh my god, <laughs> the the sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> 
the entitlement. Oh my god. It's so funny. Just shut up. Just shut up, all of you. Uh, <laughs> just please shut up. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think every- some people I think some people just don't realize what's happening in the industry right now. And there have been so many layoffs. Oh, the, it's... the, 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 the global economy is in, in a lot of places where they normally would have uh, public funding available for developers to, to get assistance. That's not happening right now because of the global economy. And it gets a little bit worse because of all the layoffs that have been happening across the industry, even, even just, Oh, yesterday, uh, League of Geeks, the uh, the developers of uh, Armello and uh, the more recently released Jump Light Odyssey, they they end up uh, they ended up having several uh, investment deals fall through one oh, right yeah. after another. Yeah, yeah, and because of that, they had to indefinitely postpone any sort of development on jump light odyssey yeah I saw and that. they let off oh they 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 let go over half of their staff yeah i'm, I'm very sad about that because uh jump light odyssey was one of the games i was most excited about yeah 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 and now they they decided to switch focus onto their their next game, which is coming out in a couple of months. Solum Inferium the, or something like that. Infernum. Yeah, Solum Inferium. Infernum. Uh, they they realized that they had to make a tough a tough choice: either uh, put focus onto their next game and and try to get that out there in two months, or basically shut down the studio because jump play odyssey was going to take about six to and and it would cost a lot more and they just didn't have the funding so i can understand why they had to make that choice it's not an easy thing to even think about yeah but there were some gamers who were not happy with the team and uh or yeah i know yeah not very not very pleasant about it. It scares it scares me though because you bring up all the layoffs. This is just a side note. Like a lot of developers we know and and talk to and whatnot. Like video gaming isn't their primary job. Video develop game development isn't their primary job. And like a lot of them are losing their jobs. So like this is going to affect us. And not now, but maybe in a year or two. Going to be like, yeah. it's going to be like, hey, why are there? Why did only two games come out on Steam today? Oh. Because people left, there's, there's game, a lot. People left game development yeah. because I, I feel for any game developer, any, ever, like right now or ever. Like Brian Raff, good point. I've seen a lot of games ruined by bad fandoms. Holy crap, we we could that could be a whole nother. <laughs> it's a really Let's just talk about Rebel Galaxy Outlaw for a moment. Uh, okay, you talk uh, about Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I'm going to talk about a Pat Longbow Two. I'm going to go back a little further and talk about Jane's Longbow 2. <laughs> P- 
people who drove Andy Hollis, who worked on F-19 Stealth Fighter and, and, and F-15 Strike Eagle 3, a legend. He was driven out of making flight sims because of the fans, quote unquote. <laughs> I'm still mad. 20, 20 plus years later, I'm still mad. <laughs> Rumble Galaxy Outlaw. Uh, that, yeah. uh, he left entirely. He left gaming entirely. Uh, and is now doing, I mean, he's finding great success in, in, in voice, in, in, in voice work and his own books, which is great. But like rebel galaxy outlaw deserved so much more than it ultimately ended up getting because of quote unquote fans. <laughs> it's just, uh, and then, and then part of me well, thinks maybe, sorry, go ahead. You know, I was going to say that in, in regards to that, a lot of that ends up being uh, <laughs> a combination of, with RGO at least, it was a combination of people that it, it was ups, that were upset that it was on Epic, that it was one of the first games that was Epic exclusive, and therefore, uh, because it wasn't on Steam, there were people who thought that uh, they were entitled to have it on Steam and they weren't going to buy it because it happened to be an Epic exclusive. But keep in mind, it was one of the very first games to be an Epic exclusive and it was before the store was even announced that deal was on was inked. So they had nothing to do with the blowback of the way that the store was when it launched. The, the condition that it was in when the store was launched, they had nothing to do with that. But because they were in that first wave of Epic exclusives, not only did the money actually provide for the studio to make the game in the first place, because game development is expensive, but also they ended up getting a lot of that flack over the 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 state of the store which how could they have had anything to do with that really that, that that makes no sense to me whatsoever but uh the hubris of some people oh uh we should start wrapping up we got we've gotten really off track but that's okay because it's a conversation um so i guess i want to wrap up by saying my heart goes out to anyone thinking of either <laughs> in-game development or getting into game development because it can't be easy. It just can't be. And, and there's so much competition and it's hard to get visibility and it, and then you make no money off of your effort <laughs> because there's so many other games people are buying. Um, it's just oh yeah. A- just ask us when we, when we launched within two weeks of a steam sale. Oh <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, we got buried. <laughs> Wait, which game? Quintet? When Quintet? we launched Quintet. Yeah, when we launched Quintet. Steam sale happened two weeks later. We got completely buried. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, Starfleet 2 launched not too far ahead of a Steam sale. And it, yeah, it, it didn't help. <laughs> Certainly didn't help. Um, but, yeah. So game developers, we love you. We respect you. We, uh, 
We uh, we hope you keep doing what you're doing because we love the games you play. But we understand it's tough. <laughs> we understand it's tough. And uh, we've we've seen some people just leave game, like not just Travis, but uh, what's the name of the guy who made Helium Rain? Oh, what was his name? Stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he's he's he st- he bowed out of gaming entirely. Um. You know, because he got so burnt out and frustrated by the that by the whole experience, and I'm honestly surprised it's not happening more. Uh, like, well, it is. You're just not hearing about it. We're just not hearing about it. Yeah, we're not seeing it because we're in our own little bubble here, I guess. Um. Anyway, uh, so folks, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This is kind of a we kind of went fairly far afield with. <laughs> <laughs> the, with what we talked about today, but but we had a good time talking about it, and we hope you did too. Uh, next week on the show, we are going to talk about because we're uh, coming up on uh, winter sale season, so we're going to talk about some games we feel you should uh, keep an eye out for um, on the upcoming not only Steam sales but like other places because a lot of places now. Um, a lot of places now have better deals than Steam. You just got to know where to look for them. So we'll also tell you about the tools we use to uh, find the best deals. Because there's no reason not to buy a game if it's not at its historic low anymore. No reason whatsoever. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, we'll, that's what we're going to talk about next week. And like I said, tomorrow uh, we're going to be playing this thing called Hazer and Starship. I have no idea <laughs> what's in store for me with that one. Uh, Good luck with that one. <laughs> thank you. I think I'm going to need it. And uh, uh, thank you, Chad. Had a great chat. Um, oh, re- re- really? Yeah, that was going to be the original topic, but uh, we kind of went uh, askew from that. Uh, if it, like, so maybe that'll be another show is what games, which specific games we can recommend. Like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw came up, Starfleet 2 came up. Those two, at the very least. Oh, and the one that's uh, we're streaming today, uh, the one we're streaming, to, the, the, the one that's in the background today, Pioneer Space Sim, is also a great one to have on hand uh, if you don't have an internet connection because that one doesn't require any, any internet at all, and you can play that one for years. Uh, <laughs> we can maybe revisit it in a month or so. Yeah, yeah, we can revisit this. We can revisit the original version of the topic in a month or so. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad we went a little bit afield. From I'm glad we broadened it. It, it turned out being a fun thing to talk about. But yeah, that's going to do it for today, friend. Uh, for, yeah, today, right? Yes. Um, have a great day, everyone. Be safe. Be well. Take care of each other. Please get vaccinated. Oh yeah, Spaceborne Two is another good one. Uh, please get vaccinated if you haven't already. We're still in a pandemic even though people would like to pretend that we're not. And uh, please get all your shots, your flu shots, everything, because we live in a society. And if we try to prevent ourselves from getting sick, we'll also prevent the spread of other people getting sick. So for God's sakes, please get all your shots. And uh, thank you, as always, to our patrons who literally keep the lights on around here. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow for... um, for Hazeron Starship. Hazeron Starship? Yeah, I can never remember the name. I keep wanting to say Shades of Hazeron because that was the that was the older game. But no, it's Hazeron Starship now. Uh, have a good one, everyone, and we'll see you see you tomorrow. Bye bye.